Welcome to Yala Life with Eurydice podcast. I am your host, Eurydice, a certified life skills coach. Each week, you'll hear enlightening and empowering strategies from a biblical perspective that propels you to take action in your daily lives while gaining insights and solutions for your adulting life. Thank you for sharing your time with me as you beam in the code. Hello, my Beamers. I am so happy to be with you on our Career Thursday. We have a wonderful guest that I would like to introduce to you. His name is Mr. Tallman Whitler. And yes, that is his real name. You will be impressed. He has a lot to offer us. And I want to let you know how valuable this information will be, especially for those of you who are entrepreneurial, who are CEOs of major corporations or CEOs of small businesses. He is an operations shift manager. He is also a mentor for nuclear power. Did you get that? A mentor for nuclear power. Not only that, he does the leadership development for major, major corporations. And this is beneficial for you, Beamers. In addition to that, what Mr. Whitner does is he actually helps you solve your problems. Isn't that what the Bible tells us to do? Not to just be able to catch a fish, but to be fishers. He equips you in terms of your business. If it's in trouble with regulators, he helps you find the answer and he empowers you in order for your business, your corporation to function at its optimum. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Mr. Tallman Whitler to our Career Thursday podcast. Hello. Hello, Mr. Tallman. How are you? Welcome to Yala Life with Eurydice. Thank you for being our guest today on Career Thursday. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And what do you have for us today? Tell us about yourself, Mr. Whitler. Well, for the last 30 years, I've been doing management development. Um, wow for a lot of different corporations. I used to do behavioral assessments of intact work teams yeah. and have expanded that out to do a lot of shadow consulting now for shift managers in the nuclear power business Amazing. Uh, to help them with their leadership and the alignment of the organization. Mainly it's uh, associated with, uh, I, I'm associated with power plants that have issues with the regulators, okay. uh, and I help them work out those human issues that are required for ops to be leading uh, the plants, which is what the regulators want. So, wow. it's a it's a fun it's a fun exercise. It gets to do a lot of management work. I get to do a lot of behavioral work. I get to do a lot of cultural work. So there's a lot of different aspects associated with what I do. Well, I'm sure, I am so sure that you have a lot to offer our listeners. We have the age range from 19 to 29, 30-ish in this group. And Mr. Whitler, they are coming out with so much knowledge. However, they have challenges in implementing the knowledge to have a successful team. So it sounds like you have a lot to offer them across the board. Now, I'm used to that. Said, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, I'm, I'm used to that. Uh, I work with uh, a large group of extremely intelligent and uh, uh, individuals. 
that uh, are very task oriented and understand what it is that they're supposed to do. It's just that the human and the management aspects trip them up on a regular basis. Oh. So I, I, I do understand what you're talking about. Okay, well, let's start at that point. Would you explain to me what do you mean by tripping up? What does that mean in terms of the services that you provide? Well, uh, you know, there's a, how do I want to put this? There are, there are many different styles of management, but two that are generally used are directive and delegating. Okay. Uh, but understanding when to use that and how to use that and to whom you use that with is very important. Okay. Uh, as the workforce now is, is slowly but surely starting to turn over, we're going from all the old guys like me. No way. And now we're all retiring. Yeah. And uh, we're all retiring. And now it's being replaced by a younger workforce. So all that experience and knowledge and productivity that went with those individuals is going out the door. And now we have, we're left with the, the new folks that aren't as knowledgeable, aren't as experienced, and don't have all of those skill sets that were developed over our lifetime. Oh, so the con so now the consequence is how do you manage those to, to get them to become the most effective people and the most productive for you as a leader in your organization or as an owner or as a business manager. Okay. And so frequently the styles that we used to use, the two main ones are delegate and direct. But if you have, let's say, well, let me, let me back up. When you have an employee and you bring them on board, you have a line of, say, can you see that? Okay. I, absolutely, yeah. yes. You have a line of what I'm going to call maturity. Okay, maturity, yes. <laughs> and, and by maturity, I don't mean a hormonal 14-year-old with braces. What oh, I mean oh, no. is new to the job, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> new to the job, new to the company that they're coming with, even though they may have experience from another, another organization, right. they don't have experience with the individual that they're being hired with. Okay. So it's a retraining. It could be a short-term thing, but it also could be a long-term thing. Okay. So we have immature. So immature, immature. is at the beginning. Okay. Right. Let's just say new. New. Okay. Like I said, they could be new to the organization, but they could be experienced. They could be experienced, but new to the organization, or they could be new and new to the organization. New. And so, what do you do? What do you do with this employee right off the get-go? Mm -hmm. Now, in the past, when you have experienced employees, you can delegate to them, and by delegate, I'm, I say you do. Right. You know, go Which fix is not this, this or go fix that. Now. No, you can't do that now. Right. That that that. Uh, when, when a manager does that to an employee now, especially if they're new, they, ha they don't have a clue about what it is that you want. And the risk that you run of disengaging that employee right off the get-go is huge. Yes. And so, and so you, you, you know, that is an inappropriate style of management, although it is a management style. Okay, but you so have to develop the employee to get to it. So tell me this. Since we are talking about young adults, they're Gen Zers, and they are the younger of the last of the millennials. They also can be taught because they're coming out as CEOs. They're coming out as COOs. So this can be applied to them too, even though they're young in age. Absolutely. Now, they have the vision of what it is they want to do, right. and they know the technical aspects to do it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's different from the team building aspects, the hiring aspects. Yes. How do you lead them aspects to get them to be the most productive 
and a, and a, and a productive organization is a cost effective organization, which means you increase your profit and Isn't your, your effectiveness. <laughs> that is what we want. Uh, so how, how, the, how the, that individual is brought into the organization, how they are developed to get them to the point where they can operate on their own, and you create that culture yes. inside the organization. And that culture then becomes a management tool for you, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the leader of whatever the group is, right. because as you train them, they will do. Wow. So if you are effective in your training, then the culture will will drive them on a continuous basis. Wow. Does that make I sense? I see that. That makes sense. And that's so that's what I see these days. There isn't a lot of training for the employees nor the CEO. So you're Correct. solving both problems. Correct. Yes, okay. So, you know, you, you, the CEO, the, the leader of the organization, it, it's his organization. He's got to put his stamp on it. Yes. And I, I got a little quote that I wrote the other day. Culture is establishing and managing the performance of what is and is not acceptable in the organization. Wow, that's profound. That is, okay. did you make that up? So, yeah. Wow. That's you have to good. teach them. <laughs> you have to teach them and then you have to manage that performance. You know, it could be a performance review, however you, you choose to sit down and do that. I recommend a performance review with the employee and I've got a whole process to do that okay. in order to engage them and get the most of them out of them right off the get-go. Right. Okay? I'm sure that CEOs like that. Oh, yeah. So that's how you deal with a, a, a new employee. You cannot delegate to a new employee, as opposed to you also cannot be directive to a mature employee. Exactly. The fastest way, the fastest way to disengage a, a, a very mature employee is to go in there and micromanage them. Because yeah. I guarantee you what they'll do is they will sit on their hands and they're going to go, oh, okay, you want to play that game? Sure, right. no problem. I'm not going to do anything exactly. until you tell me what to do. Right. And so consequently, the process of productivity goes down the tubes. So the problem is that the older generation will sit more experienced, will sit on their hands because there is a disconnect between younger leadership and older leadership. Correct. You cannot manage them both the same. Right. They have to be managed different. So the flexibility of the leader has to be established. He's yes. got to be able to do that and do it in a way that is not, it does not appear to be untrusting. Because if you see me talk, uh, if you see me talking to you, someone who's experienced, and then you see me talking to somebody who's inexperienced, you're going to look at me and go on, am I being manipulated or what? Right. So there's a, there is a there is a process by which you have to be able to do that, but you got to understand that that's there. And if you're viewed, that is a potential impact that may be negative in the organization. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So, how do we solve that? What steps do you or what advice can you give our business professionals that are listening in the beginning of this process as this okay, transition well, between mature and immature takes place? Okay, so let me let me get back and, and explain that there are basically four steps to the development of the employee. Okay. If you look at if you look at uh, and, and really you need to be a teacher 
in, in some aspects as a leader anymore because of that aspect. A third grade teacher, what's the first thing they do with a student who comes out of the second grade? What? They assess them. Okay, they assess them. Okay, and what they do is there's a certain amount of knowledge that that kid has to get in the second grade in order to qualify him for the third grade. Is that, is that, that true? That is correct, yes. Okay, so in the, in the first stage of management development, which is directing, directing, the first thing you do is an assessment. Because you need to know where on this skill line they are. Absolutely. Are they, are they immature or mature? Because that's going to tell you how much work you have in front of you and how long it's going to take in order to get them over here to the mature side of this fence, right? Yes, absolutely. So, so what we do is, what that third grade teacher does after they do the assessment is after they've, they say, okay, he's qualified to be able to do it. Do we just dump all of the information on the third grade right there in the beginning? No. No, I don't think so. so. <laughs> no, what does, a teacher, what does a teacher actually do with that child? Do they have a plan? They should. <laughs> Do they break all of that knowledge that they have to give them for the third grade up into a variety of areas? They assess the student and then they then they give the then they come out with a plan because they don't give them all the information in the third grade and then just give them one test as to exactly. whether or not right. So what they do is they break all of that, what they have to learn up into sections. And then and then every so often they test them. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> testing little by little what you do is you feed them so in in uh, in the management arena when you get a new employee yeah. this is what i call the box the box okay you have to actually break the job down into pieces that that ranges from the most important to the least and what what you absolutely have to be able to do in order to function in the job mm. and that's called the task okay and you also lay out what the expectations are for that task. Now, Mr. Whitler, whose job is it to do, to do this? Is it the leader's job or is there yes. someone that actually has the position to assess the employees? Uh, whoever is going to be doing the assessment, the actual leading is the one who needs to be able to sit down and do that. Okay. And here's, here's the neat part. And that is if you if it's a new like a new business, yes. a new type of business right. where you're still learning what the actual tasks are, right. it's okay to bring the employee and sit them down and talk about what that looks like. Wow, that is so rare these days. This is key for our young entrepreneurs that have a staff. This is key or that have a big position in corporations. Okay, correct. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and if you, even if you're a new manager that comes into a, a new organization right. and you don't know all the people, it's okay to bring them all in and actually talk to them about it. What? Now, and what then is, get some common. What is this approach called? Do you have a. Uh, I just call it you make the box. You make the box. You make okay. the box for the employee. Okay. This is the parameter with which they have to operate. Very similar to the third grade. You don't teach sophomore English in the third grade. Exactly. It's inappropriate, correct? Yes. So what you're doing is you're breaking up the job with the employee. You sit down with the employee. You get them to buy in. Yeah, that's important. And yeah, I, I understand how to do that. Or, okay, this is important. I know that, but I don't exactly know what you want. Can you help me figure that out? Wow. So it, is, it gives you the, I'm just talking about being a human being with the people that you work with. Yes. That's how you build trust. 
That's uh, that's how you get uh, folks to buy in on accountability. Yes. And by the way, account- accountability is the acceptance of responsibility. Exactly. If you don't if you don't do this, they'll never be accountable. Yes. They'll say, no, I'm not accountable. They didn't tell me that. I didn't know that. So how can you hold me accountable for that? Right. That is pivotal for success in, in, in any industry. Anything. Yes. Anything you do. Yes. Okay. And then the other two pieces of the box are you explain what their role is and what they're responsible for. Okay. And a lot of times we don't do that inside uh, from a management perspective. So this, this right there. What's the, this? Uh, very rarely the disc, the, this is the box. Okay. The, 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 this piece. Okay. Uh, very rarely do you actually see leaders create that box, but the ones who do yeah. are extremely effective and have the, it makes your life as a manager easier. And this is what because you your teach. people know what to do. And this is what you teach corporations and businesses to do. You bet. Yes. Okay. You bet. See, well, we'll take a, a they have what they call in the nuclear business the senior reactor operator. Okay. And they teach him to in order to get a license, they teach him how to bring the unit down safely in case of an emergency. Okay. That's why that's why nuclear power is so good. They are very well trained. Right. But they're not trained in any of the leadership. So they'll put him in a chair and he's there to figure out how to manage the workload and the people who do the work, whether he knows them or not, whether he's even familiar with the plan or not. Wow. And so this process is extremely critical uh, for developing that individual and making him ready for the next level up, which is really what you want to do. So they're empower- so you're teaching leaders to empower the employees to make the culture and the outcome successful for the business. Bingo. Yes. This is not rocket science. Right. This is this is parenting 101. It's what you do with your kids. Right. Yes. Only it's only it's on a business level. Yes. But the process is the same. I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, you have a brand new Mercedes Benz. Paid a hundred thousand dollars for it. Your kid just came home with his uh, his driver's license, right? And he says, "Pop or Mom, I want to take the car out tonight. Are you going <laughs> to give it to him?" No, no, <laughs> not unless you're crazy, right? And the reason being is you haven't made the box for them. You haven't taught them. You don't know whether they know how to drive. Can they pass on a two lane road safely? Do they understand the rules of the road? All those things that go beyond just the technical aspect of driving a car. That's what this stuff is for. Amazing. That's what this what the leaders have to teach their employees. But I understand what you're saying. However, on our next segment that we're going to do in a moment, I would like to pick up with corporations state that they don't have time to train. They don't see the value in training. <laughs> and what is the benefit for them short term, not just long term, and how can they squeeze that in? So, Mr. Whitler, we're going to end it right here, and then we're going to pick up with that. Well, Beamers, that's all for today on Career Thursday. Be sure to tune in for part two on how to optimize your position and profits in your career with Mr. Tall Man Whitler. He will be our guest on October 29th for Career Thursday with more insider tips and strategies to build your career success. 
I hope you gained valuable insight from this podcast. If you know of someone that would benefit from listening to Yala Life with Eurydice, share it with a friend. I would appreciate that. And remember to listen to us as you rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Just click the search icon for Yala Life with Eurydice. Tap on my logo and scroll down where you'll see rate and review. You can also listen and follow on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now Google Podcast. And remember, beam in the code.